baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome in. Brian Mazarowski here with you for the next hour on BMAZ and Beamer and Elvis. Um, Joe, Beamer, and Elvis both off today, uh, so you're just here with me. Uh, no, Joe, uh, Joe might join me here uh, a little bit later on in the show uh, to you know continue the conversation. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for uh, the last couple of days. And, you know, it's a, it's a talk we can continue if we want. We spent the last couple of days... Uh, here, basically, just kind of as I was saying it, um, you know, I've, I've gone through this a couple of times. I am not, you're not going to get out of me the finger pointing. You're never going to get out of me an attitude that I, you know, I'm heels dug into the ground. This is the way. This is the problem. This is the solution. I have the answers. That's. <laughs> You're looking in the wrong place if you want hot takes about complex issues, right? Um, so that's not what you're going to get from me. Um, things I say here, you know, I we've been, I think, doing a good job over the past couple of days of trying to talk our way through what's going on. And if you're looking for, as everybody is, you know, how can we stop these things from happening Having that conversation going forward, trying to figure it out. And I don't know if that became more difficult in the last 24 hours. I mean, it's it's maddening. It's heartbreaking. It is insanity all over again to look at this police response. And I still, you know, to be honest, I still don't know what to make of it. It's uh, It's unbelievable. Some of the news that's come out over the past 24 hours on this. Uh, but we'll continue the conversation. Uh, you know, a lot of great uh, points and phone calls about uh, over the last two days uh, about dealing with kids and parenting. And, you know, if there's a way that you can contribute to stopping the problem within your own home, which I, I think you, you got to look at it. Can't just point fingers at politicians, even though... You can and maybe should too, right? I mean, that's 
they're supposed to be doing their job, but don't just sit around, wait for government to solve your problems. How can you do it in your own home, in your own community as well? And uh, a lot of great comments on that. Uh, I think a lot of good thinking about that issue throughout the last couple of days. So if you have any comments on that, feel free to call in 803-0930, 803-0930 here on uh, BMAS and Beamer on WBEN and our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, same number, 803 930 on, you know, continuing that conversation. Uh, everything from parenting to weapons and uh, all these issues that I think are so intertwined, it's unfair to single out one uh, and it's completely fair to talk about all of them, and, and we'll do that. But I, I also want to kind of focus on, you know, over the long weekend, hopefully you're able to get together with friends, family, do something fun, or just relax by yourself and enjoy it, whatever you're doing, to, you know, give your mind a break. What It's a three-day weekend to be a little at ease, to, you know, do something like that. And I, I was thinking about, you know, this and I'll ask this to you as well today. With If you are following the news, if you find yourself consumed by world events, what's going on all across the country, all across the world, here in the city of Buffalo, if you're buried into your phone or Facebook or Twitter or watching TV or reading the paper or whatever it is you're doing, If you consider yourself well-informed, war, the pandemic, rising costs of everything, inflation, recession, these shootings, how do you keep from falling into the feeling that the world's on fire and everything's going crazy? I mean, do you have an escape from that? Uh, Is it easy for you to kind of fall into that line of thinking? I mean, you spend 10 minutes on every news site and it's hard to look at every story and it's hard not to think, what's going on here? What's happening in the world? It's almost like a feeling of helplessness. Do you pay much attention? Do you ever feel that way? And if you do, I I mean, what's your break? What's your escape from it all? And when you're talking to other people, when you're getting together over the long weekend, what are you talking about? Over the past two weeks, what have you found yourselves talking about? I, you know, I think it's strange in the conversations I've had with people. Uh, And, you know, there's been many over the past couple of weeks where You know, normally I would say when there's these big items we talk about in the news, whether it's the war, uh, inflation, something like that, you know, they're big news items. They're talked about over and over on TV, on social media, everywhere. But, you know, generally when I'm hanging out with friends or talking to somebody else, they don't really come up. And my theory behind that is, you know, because deep down people don't really care. Um, they don't really come up because even though it's a big story, uh, people aren't that interested. And it's you know generally not on people's minds. But the past two weeks, I think, have been a little bit different because I still hear that feeling of, you know, I have these conversations and it's not about a shooting. 
it's not about some of these uh, uh, things surrounding, you know, the security presence that we're seeing uh, more and more so everywhere. Uh, maybe this has changed in the past couple of days with what's happened in Texas, but, you know, in the wake of what happened on Jefferson Avenue, I, I haven't really had a lot of those conversations. It hasn't been talked about, you know, much in the way of the other top stories. The difference here is that unlike, you know, those other things, uh, the war, uh, pandemic or COVID or something like that that we don't talk about, I feel like it is on everybody's mind, that it is what everybody's thinking about. And yet still we're not really talking about it. But maybe that's just me, and maybe you're different. So I'd like to hear from you. 803-0930 here this morning on WBEM. What are you talking about? And when you have that feeling of, oh, my goodness, what's happening in the world, all these things coming together, you open up a paper, you look on your phone, and it seems like the nation's on fire. What do you do to escape from that thinking? Or maybe you don't think that way at all. 803-0930. Uh, we'll begin our morning in Amherst, right around uh, the corner from our studios. Jim, you're in Amherst. Now you're on WBEN. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm good. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to take a couple steps back to see the forest and kind of the trees. The fabric of our society is ripped. It's torn. These terrible crimes that are happening, these mass shootings, if you look back lately, it's 18-year-old kids. Kids, they're children. Okay, there's no God-fearing families anymore. You look at the churches, they're turning into car repair shops or recording studios and stuff. When, when our nation was built, it was built on the premise of God-fearing people. Now today, what do you have? You have Bedlam. Because there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to any of this why these children should even be thinking of that stuff. Is it all the video games, the propaganda? What's what's your answer to that? Jim, I want to kind of take your point and turn it a little bit because I, I agree, I think, with the spirit of what you're saying. I think my methodology is just a little bit different. You mentioned God-fearing. And I could sit here myself and say, yeah, I do think that the decline in people going to church every Sunday has something to do with it, but... You know, in my head, Jim, it doesn't really have to do with God that much, um, and, and it doesn't really have to do with religion or spirituality. To me, it's more of being separated from a sense of community. I wonder what you think about that, because to me, and you know, this is my personal opinion, I'm not putting this on anybody, but to me, the most important aspect of church and of going to Mass Whatever religion that might be, and I, you know, was raised Catholic. I go to a Lutheran church now. It's, you know, for me personally, it's not so much about the religion or God. It's about the community. It's about being around people. I, do you, do you think there's something to that? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's just that the family structure in this country has, has turned to. Uh, it's just terrible. Every time you turn around, you know, you listen to the TV shows. Uh, you know, I'm married. we got a mixed children. You know, I, I got, I'm, a, I'm a single mom, this and that. And it's so hard for an individual to raise children by themselves. You know, usually it's, it's, it's a two-part deal. You know, they they got to have good cop, bad cop. You know how that goes. Well, Jim, thanks for the call. I uh, That sense of community, 
you mentioned church, and, you know, I did on the heels of your call. It doesn't have to be that. You know, it could be any number of things. It could be football. Right? It could be uh, anything. It could be the people helping each other out. You know, I mentioned this a couple times this week. How good do you feel if you've been down on Buffalo's east side volunteering? And maybe it's not there. Maybe it's not in the last two weeks along Jefferson Avenue. Maybe it's some other time, some other place, some other county helping people out, and you're surrounded by other people. I think it's that. I think it's being surrounded by other people and uh, enjoying their company and kind of seeing other people uh, from different backgrounds and getting a sense that, hey, you know, we're all here to try and be helpful. I, I think that is very important. And whether that you get that in volunteer work or at church or in sports or just playing around in your neighborhood or anything like that, um, yeah, again, that's not the answer to the problems. But I do think it's a little uh, dismissive if you think it has nothing to do with it, right? Joe is in Niagara Falls. Joe, you're on WBEN. What's on your mind this morning? Um, I was just curious because I don't understand why there isn't a standard uh, for security at all the schools, maybe at a, at a federal level, covers the whole country. I think there should be certain types of, first of all, a security officer in the school should have a remote. He should be able to lock the whole school down with the push of one button. I mean, with the technology nowadays, there should be a standard for locks. There should be a standard for how secure the doors are. Joe, Joe, I, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'll just I'll throw this back at you. Um, two things. One, you mentioned a standard, right? Right. Um, there, it's schools are locally controlled, local school boards. I mean, once you set federal standards for school safety and what goes on inside of a school. I mean, what else? Are you, I mean, think of the past two years of school closures. If it was a federal standard of, okay, we are not going to open schools until, you know, maybe the start of this last school year all across the country. Uh, so I, I think there, there's a reason why we keep local controls over school. And on that school safety point, you know, maybe that idea, lock all doors, you have one master button, you do that is great in one scenario where somebody's coming from the outside, but what if it's the other way around and there's somebody coming from the inside? I, not every, For everyone who says you need one door, one entry point, uh, a highly secured, I think, Joe, you can find a whole bunch of other people who say, no, you need more doors that are open so that if something can happen, everyone can run away from the building as fast as possible. So I, I don't think there's an easy answer here. Well, I, I understand what you're saying. I see your point, but, you know, you know, you can either lock or unlock the doors. In this situation right here, they would have eliminated the threat completely. He was outside of the building for 10 minutes before he gained entry. I mean, that school didn't get locked down for 10 minutes. So you can watch and see what happens. There's going to be a lot of lawyers down there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if – 
that town goes bankrupt because the, those those students were let down by society. I mean, and why doesn't a police those police officers all had long guns? Why don't they have a, a one piece Tyvek with some body armor in their trunk to fit them? I mean, can you an hour that guy was in there? Randomly shooting yeah. people? I, Joe, I hear what you're saying, and that I'm still trying to wrap my head around that and how that can happen. I, I, that is I, trying to find the words for that response still. It is unbelievable. Vincent, you're on WBEN. You know, Vincent, I, we're continuing this conversation. How, how do you deal with it? What are you talking about in your day-to-day life? Well, you know, like I was saying, with all the negativity on the news, you know, I know everything we've been talking about, the bad stuff that's been going on, you know, I feel like they focus and thrive off all the negativity. You know what I mean? It sells more. People people tune in more. You know, not so much negativity would make a huge difference, you know, and I... um, And when it comes to, you know, coming home at night with your family and stuff like that, you know, it it does good to kind of block the world out for a little bit and maybe, you know, sound, watch a movie, meditate, whatever whatever it is you and your family do to, to kind of come together and, you know, you know, block out all that stress from the outside world and just keep your head straight, you know? Yeah. Um, focus on yourself, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I do know what you mean. Hey, Vincent, thanks for the call. I think that's probably a struggle for a lot of people. I can tell you about my house, um, and, you know, we're not necessarily dealing with this with a kid that has much of an idea what's going on TV. Although he can follow the plot points to Pete the Cat somewhat well. (laughs) But I don't think the news he would. But the news, you know, is not on. In my house. And that's, you know, coming from somebody who, listen, I got to pay attention to all this. I have to come in here well prepared every single morning. Um, and, and I do that kind of in my own way. And I try to do that on my own time. But I don't do that by having the TV on in the house for everybody to kind of all take in at once. I mean, they're very rare occasions where that happens. You know, one-off significant events where that will turn on to the news. Uh, usually it's not on. And I have to tell you, it's much easier to block out what's happening to uh, not be... Well, I don't want to say block out because you are aware, but to not be dragged down by then, I, I mean, how can you not be? I, I it feels like a gut punch. I mean, you want to puke hearing the news over the past couple of days. So, people are aware. I think everyone should be aware of what's going on. You should be involved, but there's a difference between being aware. And knowing and playing your part in democracy and everything like that and just being inundated with it 24-7 to the point where it impacts the mood of your household. That's what I try and stay away from, speaking for myself. And I think you notice a difference. 
If it's not on, you know, the big screen in the living room all the time, if that's not the first thing that's popped on in the morning or the last thing, you know, after or before dinner, you can't be dragged down by what's not staring you in the face. So I think there is a little bit of something to that, Vincent. Thank you for that. But, you know, what about you? I mean, you open up any news website, it is, if you're not reading about the stock market, you're seeing the other headline about a war in Europe. And if it's not that, it's about these recent mass shootings. Or maybe it's recession or increasing prices, which that's hard to get away from. How do you keep your head straight and not feel like uh, the world's on fire? Do you just tune it all out? Do you only pay attention to what is important inside your house or in your immediate sphere? Is it something else, a meditation? Do you go out for a run, something else to keep your head straight? What is it? And what are you talking about when you get together with people this weekend? You can let me know. Beam as and Beamer here on WBEN and maybe the Beamer. And the Elvis still not going to come in today. Beamer might. Uh, a little while from now, before the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> Brian Mazeroski here with you regardless. 803-0930 if you want to weigh in. We'll be back after the news on WBEN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. Beamaz and Beamer. Brian Mazeroski here with you on WBEN to uh, bring you into hopefully what's a relaxing long weekend for everybody and, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a reprieve from everything that's been going on uh, and everything that we've been talking about all week. 803-0930 to join me this morning, uh, and that's one of the things we've been talking about today is what do you talk about when you're with somebody else? You know, how, how do you kind of go about your business? Are you talking about these things when you get together with people? I, I thought it was kind of interesting to note where, you know, normally I would not be surprised at this. But, you know, in my day-to-day conversations with people, just kind of generally speaking, these 
shootings, um, you know, some of the things surrounding, the topics surrounding them have not come up a lot. Now, that's changed a little bit in the last couple of days. But they haven't really been a, a focal point. But the difference between this and, you know, some of the other things that never become a focal point, right? The, uh, you know, uh, war in Ukraine. Uh, you know, go back and any of these uh, stories around election year. I, I mean, the pandemic. Anything. I mean, those aren't things that I find myself talking about with people on a day-to-day basis because I think generally people aren't thinking about those things. But this is different because... I do think it is on the top of everybody's mind. It does kind of set a tone around the area. And I think that even if you're not talking about it all the time, that I'm not sure. I, I think it does say a little bit of something about how we're dealing with all of this. Because it is on people's mind. You can see that at you know different events that you go to, where there is a little bit of uneasiness in the air. It is on the minds of people. There is the reminders everywhere. You know Whether it's a sign of support somewhere, um, the security guard, the enhanced security all over the place in the last couple of weeks. The signs are there. It is on people's minds. But I don't think it is what people are talking about necessarily. So what are you when you get together with people? What are you talking about? How do you break away from the negative news cycle? I mean, it's all... <laughs> I think it's all negative news. I mean, what's, what's the last, like, positive, you know, real major news story that had a, an up lifting you know thing at the end i can't it's it's not a war it's not these shootings it's not a pandemic it's not recession it's not inflation it's not any of these things so how do you block that out and focus on something else how do you keep yourself from thinking the world's on fire because if you open up any page it can certainly seem that way 803 is where to join me, either by sending a text or by uh, giving us a call this morning. I mentioned he'd be back. You know, you got to make one appearance on your show a week. Can't be said for Elvis, but Joe is here. He's fulfilling his duty. <laughs> That's right. Um, did, you, did you see what I did, you know, over the past couple of days, renaming the show? I did, I did see that. I also noticed a lot of new bumps. Yeah, that's uh, that's not me, oh. but <laughs> that's um, some out of my control. Right. Yes. But the naming of the show, I think, is is yes. here because I think it's you know we've been calling the show Beamans and Beamer, right? Which has been like not true, right? Yeah. For much of the it's time, very misleading. So I'm like, why not name the show like Beamans and Beamer and Tom Cruise? <laughs> Just throw so, names. Yeah, Beam as and Beamer and The Rock, right? Right. So, it, it's equally as true. You know, I come on here and it's Beam as and Beamer and John Travolta, and I'm, Beamer and John Travolta couldn't be here. Just me today. 
I like that. It's like it's just what we do, right? Yeah. Um, you know, just sorry, it's the full cast isn't here, nor will it ever be. But <laughs> you know, Beam as and Beamer and the Beatles. There it is. <laughs> the Beatles couldn't join us today, uh, but it's us. Yeah. <laughs> We're back here. I think that has some legs to it. We can I, do that. I do. Like, hey, it's just as true. I, I noticed Rob Lucas was also taking part in renaming the show. He, he shot me a few uh, suggestions. Beamers and Beamer and Rob Lucas? Is that one? <laughs> Rob, mysteriously absent, even though I see him walking uh, right around here every day. I don't know what's going on. But there's some legs. We can get some attention on that. Um, what have you been, you know, I'll throw it out to you. I mean, what we've been talking about here. How do you... <laughs> How do you go uh, about your everyday life when it seems like the world is falling apart all around you? I mean, I don't want to say you ignore it because obviously the the situation, you know, the, the shooting in Buffalo, I think everyone was talking about, right? Especially that the weekend of, right? That was so, Oh, no, okay, let me start by I'm sorry to, you know, throw it in there, but maybe that's the better first question. Is that something you were talking about in, you know, off here, you know, outside of this building where it's the job? Is it something you were talking about, family and friends, after it happened? It, it, right, the, the day of and the day after, it really did dominate conversation. It, when when this when it happened in Buffalo, I was at the gym and I saw it on the TV, and then went home. My wife and I were just you know watching the coverage, and then I came here. Um, but that did dominate you know the conversation that weekend, um, and and the same with the school shooting. You know, Tuesday and Wednesday. It, it it did, but like you said, Brian, you know there, there's 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 so much negative going on. I do like to in conversations off air, not to downplay as you've been saying, not to downplay what's happening, but you know bring up a little more positivity, right? You know, talk about some other things that are going on in the world. I think it's compartmentalizing Ooh. things, right, in yeah. your own head, and just like you would organize your house, you have to organize your thoughts. And there's a time and a place right. for doing everything. And, you know, I'll say, unfortunately for me, for you, I it's a lot of time to talk about what's going on. And it's a lot of focus and a lot of attention on that. And it's not ignoring a problem right. or a major story to say at some point during the day, okay, I am focusing on something else right now right. because that's what needs to be done. Right. Uh, because I can't sit here and dwell on um, being angry, which uh, is a lot of the reaction. I can't be sad, which is the obvious natural reaction. I can't sit here and try and go through my head and solve the world's problems all day long. I And even if you think that's a very important thing for you to do, there comes a time where you have to say, okay, I'm putting this aside, and yeah. now I'm moving on to something else. And it's not because I don't care. It's not because I don't think it's important. But it's it's what you need to do to function. It's why sports are great. Yeah. Because that can really be the thing to get your mind off some of the more serious things, right? And, and give you something to talk about. Off air, Brian, you know, the first thing I want to say is how did the Mets – come back from down six runs and still lose, right? Those, those are the, th the conversations at times I want to have. Again, not ignoring it, not saying that's less, but just to keep your sanity, I guess, is a, a way to put it. Mm -hmm. But I think we do have a problem in this country with people not being able to compartmentalize. I might have said that word wrong, but you know what I, the words you used. Uh, <laughs> because one of the things I'm talking about in the, in the next show is everyone is so angry. Do you notice this just out in passing? 
You know, talk to someone who works customer service. Mm-hmm. People are just, I mean, numerous times this week, and I haven't been in a store every day this week, I have seen people just screaming at store employees. People are just angry, and I think it's what you're saying. It's a lot of people can't, all right, I've got to just focus on something else right now because I need to calm down. Leave these thoughts in one area, and we're moving on to the next thing. Yes. I agree with that. And I, you know, I... That's interesting you say that because I would I'm the type of person who likes to have the exact opposite reaction when I feel that there's a heightened sense of tension as you do. And it's one of the things I talk about where it's it's pretty amazing to me that this isn't dominating discussion day to day life because I can kind of feel it that it is what people are talking about. Even if it's not what you're talking about, it's on the front of your mind. And it's just that feeling you get. You walk into the grocery store. You walk past a security guard who had never been there before uh, the other week. Uh, You walk into any number of these places. You can kind of feel tension in the air driven by other world events that are out of your control. And I'm the type of person who, in those situations, I want to be like, okay, I want to be the calm person here. If everybody's on edge, I want to be the person to diffuse that I, it's very hard for me to smile. You see me trying to do that? It's straining the, uh, I'm not used to it. But, you know, I want to be the person to give somebody a smile, to be nice, to, uh, I'll give you an example. The other day, uh, driving down Brighton uh, here, not far, in uh, Tonawanda, and there was somebody who (laughs) was, you know, everybody's going, and there's somebody who's trying to make a left-hand turn off of one of the side streets, and they find themselves just parked right in the middle of the road so no one can go. And that's a situation where normally I would, the expression on my face, which the other person in the car can see looking through their window, would be, you know, you know, the words I can't say here. What's going on in your head? That's you ever punch the steering wheel? Yes. (laughs) But that's your, your like, gut reaction. Um, That's, like, the visceral emotion. But you say, okay, hang on a second. Just, hey, it's okay. Right. You know, what am I? You're you're not preventing me from going anywhere important here. I'm not racing <laughs> in the Daytona 500. Uh, you know, go about it. Sorry, I'm sure you feel bad. Enjoy your day. That's a great way to put it because, you know, if I was in the car with you, I would have said, you know, this is what the horn was made for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I have to tell my wife that all the time. I'm like, this is why you have a horn. This is what I, I am a heavy, you know, on the horn guy. That's right. Uh, but it... Uh, you you do see that manifest itself in the other way, right? right? Where everyone's kind of feeling that intensity, and it's it kind of blows up in people's faces, and people are angrier at each other. And I think a lot of that is just like, all right, you're heavy with emotion, you don't know what to do. Something, and this is the important part of compartmentalizing. There it is. These yeah. things of you know being able to put something down and move on, uh, put something down that you don't have immediate control over. And I, it's very hard to watch these stories over the past couple of days and not feel intense emotion, of sadness, of anger, of, of everything, but realize that you don't have control over your emotion, but you do have control over how you act on it. Right. And to not let that just kind of fuel you right in your everyday interactions. With everybody, um, that's it's pretty important. And keeping your mind on that, I think, will help 
lower the tone um, that you're uh, seeing around there? Lower the tone, and an expression I used yesterday, Brian, lower the temperature. We have to, as a country, calm down. Again, it doesn't mean ignoring it. It doesn't mean taking things less seriously. We just need to calm down. We need to... (sighs) Take a deep breath, and there's... There's a disconnect, right? I think you see this uh, by a lot of the angry voices on Twitter and things like that, where I think there's an immediate, you know, I'll go by my approach over the past couple of days. My approach is I don't think you solve anything by raising the volume, by pointing fingers, by doing what I call the soap opera and going about the normal, you know, steps of okay, I'm angry at this one person or this other person. I'm naming these names. This person's at fault or this law is at fault or why didn't we do this or that? I think you're much more likely to, if that's truly what you want to do is solve a problem, to take a step back as much as you want to charge into the fire and come forward with your best solutions and yell at people. And if you see somebody who's making your head spin, throw it right back at them. Right. I really do believe the better approach and how you get things done is to hang on for just a moment. Let's say hang on for forever. But let's talk about all these issues and let's figure out what makes sense. Yeah. And the political finger pointing is something that I I have pointed out because you say, let's have this conversation. And I approach it like this. Put your political bias aside when you have that conversation. I think that's very important. Approach it as a concerned American, not as a conservative or a liberal. Yeah. And and try to – everybody has these strong opinions. I mean, guns is an example, Joe. I mean, people have these opinions where their feet are dug in. To what's happening. They won't hear anything else. So how do you deal with that? I think it's important to, you know, hang on. All right, I do have these opinions. Maybe they're very important to me. It's how I live my life. But you take a step back. You look at that, you know, as one of our callers brought up, you look at the forest from the trees and you you figure out, right, how, what's going on here. And you could be the biggest AR-15 fan in the world. But I hope that you're looking at this situation and saying, well, well, hang on, that's everybody's using this. And in this case this week, this person was armed with it, and all these armed officers thought it was far too dangerous to confront that weapon by going into a client. So instead they waited an hour maybe there is something to be looked at here without you know jumping right to ban all guns or maybe there is an in between right maybe there is something a compromise that you can look at and say well maybe my beliefs don't need to be set in stone like a roman statue yeah exactly uh, maybe maybe they uh you know can go with uh new information that comes out or something like that and you know a lot of new information no one wants to hear in the first place can't really help uh, those people but i really do think that is uh a good approach and a reason why people are scared to talk about it in the open it's almost it's almost like politics when you talk about this issue and your fir- first emotion is to just be sad 
and but you're scared that somebody else's first thing is just going to be to go off on right. a politician or go off on some law and you don't you know what what are you going to say in response to that nothing right I mean, you, it, you kill any conversation and then you really kill uh, the hope of talking to that person about anything else in the future it's it's just tainted by that initial reaction yeah. uh, reaction so i think that's why people are just kind of staying away from that and i you know i don't blame anybody no not at all um what do you got coming up for us well we're going to talk about why people are so angry we're going to hopefully calm people down we're going to talk about the housing market it's been a hot uh, a hot uh, issue I, I talked about this a few weeks ago we're going to do it again and then as david always does on friday lauren fix and carl calabrese is joining the show joe i love um the housing market because i was just looking at this morning the <laughs> oh my goodness i saw a, a realtor friend of mine on facebook who uh, posted you know and he's trying to do his job here the housing market is still red hot and shows no signs of slowing down. <laughs> and I read that not five minutes after, and I'm going to lose the exact uh, number of the official report of number of homes sold going down by like 17% over the last you know, two, <laughs> couple of month period across the nation. Um, and, and, you know, it's just two people, again, just like everything, right? Two people saying two completely different things <laughs> and going all in with it. Uh, you can't escape it, even when talking about houses. But, uh, yeah, can't wait to hear from you. Coming up after the news. Thank you, Brian. More Joe Beamer. Uh, I've been Brian Mazurowski. Thanks for hanging out with me this week on WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.